welcome to Matt and Brett Love Comics. This is uh, Brett. Forgot my name for a second. And this is Matt. Uh, here we go, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll get into what well, you already know what we're talking about today because if you follow me on Twitter, I was tweeting awful things about it the other night. Uh, but what's going on? Uh, we are sitting here with uh, Nicole Dressel. Hey. Who I think has really worked up about this week. Yeah, yeah. Stuff, she just, she's just uh, like. She won't stop talking. And we also have uh, our good friend and Daily Show writer. Uh, hi, I'm Jubin Parang. Great Jub- to be here. Yeah, Jubin Parang. Yay. Yeah. Thanks How's it going, Jubin? Good, good, yeah. good. Thanks for having me. Uh, so, um, so you are, right now, you are a, a writer for The Daily Show. Right now. Yes. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm writing right now. This right moment. now, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I won't be too yeah. involved in this, because I've got <laughs> to write out tomorrow's show. Um, so, uh, so, so how do you like it over there? How's, uh, how's the job? It's great. It's, uh, it's, it's this, uh, this election year is coming up, so we're about to ramp up uh, for the conventions, which are coming up at the end of August, so I'm looking forward to going. Are you, you're going to them? Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're all, wow. The show's going to travel down to both of them, so I'm going to spend a week in Tampa Bay, and then a week in Charlotte, which are just cities where fun yeah, it's to just, be had. <laughs> it's really like, you know, the, the, these parties, the parties always pick these swing states have their conventions in and like so in 08 it was uh, it was you know Denver which would have been awesome yeah yeah <laughs> um, although Republicans are in Minneapolis I think so that's not that great but generally the cities are always like the mid-sized uh, cities in swing states which are never the awesome states so it's it's not going to be very fun I don't think but it should, it should be fun just to, just to be around all like the delegates and the convention floor and the excitement uh, I'm looking forward to it I also I just I love that stuff so I'm like yeah. very excited yeah yeah this is when you got the job this was about a year ago Right? Actually, a year ago Thursday, I was my wow, first yeah. day. Yeah, oh, yeah. nice. It was like, oh, well, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> like, oh, thank yeah. Yeah. No. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely, it's definitely like, it, I, I usually think, like, I don't know if uh, if I'm a fit for the show, but the show is definitely a fit for me, and that it completely it caters to both my interests of, of politics and, and yucks. Yeah. So, yeah. Really. And you were, uh, and, and before that, too, you were uh, you were a practicing lawyer, correct? Yeah, yeah, I was an attorney um, at, 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 at a mid-size, at, at a you know, large private law firm in Manhattan in Midtown, um, which, which was, you know, good. Like it, it was, it was definitely a career path. And I, I think halfway through it, I just decided to sort of switch. Yeah. Um, I don't, it, it, it kind of, uh, it took up most of my twenties, but then again, I'm, I'm here now. So yeah, it, uh, yeah. It's, there is, there's a weird, there's a lot of lawyers who are also comedians. Like I know at least five. Yeah. Like there's a weird, I think if you're an attorney and you have any sort of personality, you really chafe at your job and you become desperate to, to get out, <laughs> to break in any sort of, you know, how so? I mean, else. in, 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 uh, why, why is that? Why do you think that is? Being a lawyer is a lot of going by routine and, and, and doing uh, very much the same thing day in and day out. There's an enormous amount of paperwork. There's an enormous amount of structure and yeah. rules that you have yeah. to follow. The procedures, the processes are all very rote. And so if you are someone who wants to be creative or express themselves, law is not the way to do it. Yeah. Except in certain instances where, if you, you know, in, in, in the heat of a trial or in the writing of a brief, if or you can create yourself, Allie express McBeal. yourself Allie creatively. Allie or like in Ally McBeal. If you're Ally yeah. McBeal, then you can definitely express yourself creatively. Um, but not otherwise. And did so, you have any show-stopping closing arguments? Did you I never that? appeared in trial at all, except for a couple of very small family court cases. Because, uh, especially as a lawyer at a large law firm, you, especially as a junior lawyer, you have no authority. No client is going to, is going to pay you to be yeah. there. You basically just provide the support work and grunt work for the senior partner. Okay, so so you're you're sort of. Uh, so junior lawyers, I guess the, the the structure there is that like junior lawyers and stuff wind up doing sort of the the, the footwork 
oh, yeah. for like the, the higher level attorneys board. that wind up appearing in court. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We read all the documents. We yeah. we write up all the awful pro forma memorandums and, and yeah. motions that require no thought and, and kill you to do, and you're up there until two a.m. doing it. So now I know it's a that dream. I <laughs> 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 uh, I know that um, now I know I'm sure the the, the Daily Show work is probably far more exciting just by the descriptions that, that you made there but uh, what's the what's the difference in level of effort uh, or, or workload from uh, from being an attorney to now writing on what is it you know the, the the news cycle the news cycle is so fast and the turnaround you guys yeah. you guys uh, knock it out from the beginning of the day by you know you tape at what four four thirty six thirty yeah. six thirty okay well that's a, that's a couple hours later but the, you still you still have to put together an entire uh, a half hour of entertainment based on that day yes I, I would so say I imagine my, it's high pressure this one it is but it's much less of it I would say like my day on the Daily Show requires about four hours usually of of intense effort uh huh but then after that it's mostly almost nothing um, whereas being a lawyer is I w- it was mostly like 18 hours of medium-level effort and sometimes a couple of hours of intense effort if a partner yells at you or, you, yeah. know, you know, like a last-minute deadline. So it's it's more intense in a much, much smaller time frame. So it's much better, uh, uh, you know, at least I, I, I would much rather have just a short burst of activity and be done with it than have like this never-ending slog of yeah. right. two-year-long cases. Especially that can when it's in four intense hours you care about and that feel important as opposed to that 18 medium-intense hours that yeah. you don't even... Believe yeah, all yeah. the difference in the world. All yeah. the difference in the world. Yeah, it's the, I enjoy my job now much more than I did. As <laughs> <laughs> what was the period of time between you leaving the law and you ending up on the Daily Show? I uh, left my law firm. I went part time. I basically oh, okay. went from being uh, an attorney to just being an hourly associate, where they pay me by the hour mm-hmm. if I if they had work to throw my way, which was limited. I did. I left in uh, I guess in June of 2010 and got on the Daily Show on in May of 2011. So about. Wow. Nine to ten months. Very, very lucky. Like it was, my my. Sa- I was burning through savings, and I was getting to the point where I thought I was going to have to move to LA and 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 get you know a job at Starbucks or something. Like it was getting mm-hmm. to the point where like a decision yeah. was going to have to be made, and then this came in from out of nowhere. So it was very, very lucky. I, it was it was ridiculous. I, I'm I'm going to give up some enormous amount of luck in the future of my life. I'm going to get, I'm going to get, yeah. like, I mean, you're going to die at, like, 46. Yeah, something yeah. weird is going to happen. I'm gonna you get, have 15 yeah. more years of life you left, but... I, I, I use it all up, yeah. Yeah, yeah so. thanks for spending an hour of that here. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. Uh, you also probably have seen Jubin at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater, because um, you're, like, an actor extraordinaire. Oh, I will yeah. say that, because me and Jubin were on a team together for two and a half years. And Brett was a writer extraordinaire on that team. Very, yeah. It was very fun. My, yeah. my personal goal on that team was making Lawyer Jubin do the most ridiculous stuff possible. That was not the fun part. That was <laughs> yeah. the awful part. I made you rap as Thomas Kincaid. Yeah. R.I.P. Pour yeah. one out for him. <laughs> yeah. He, he he um, <laughs> I also made you play both Doctor Doom and Tony Stark. Which, was, which were fun. They yeah. were fun, yeah. Tony yeah. Stark feels like appropriate casting. Thank you. I'll get compared to Robert Downey Jr. I enjoy yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and now you're on Charlemagne, right? I'm Charlemagne yeah. now, yeah. We, we're usually on the last Monday of every month. Yeah. Um, some members of our old team are on Charlemagne, and it's, and it's, and it's really fun. It's, um, it, I, I think like a lot of the, like the mod teams, it, it used to be like the sketch teams, are really, are really great, but like the shuffling always requires you to meet people who are usually from like just backgrounds are completely different. Like, I am oh, now yeah. by far the, one of the oldest people on yeah. Charlemagne, and my previous team, I was one of the younger ones. Yeah. Um, but to now be in a, in a team with, you know, 23, 24-year-olds, 
it's it's it, who who also like have no day jobs and who are like yeah let's rehearse until like one a.m. two a.m. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. Like, oh, yeah. All right. yeah, yeah, do that. But it was very fun. It was very good. Yeah, I miss writing for you, but I miss acting uh, for nice. you, except in except in many situations she put me in. <laughs> so I don't miss it at all. Which you, you can I see all of them. On I miss maybe one sketch. UCBComedy.com. You can see Jubin mm, with a butt plug. Detag. I'm detagged oh, on all of them. Yeah, I, should I, I don't even know if I say that. Yeah, let's we'll just leave that hanging in the air. I did not do anything with the butt plug. I was, it was, it was just there on the table. Anyway, there on the table. Uh, speaking of butt plugs, uh, X Force Volume Two. Oh my! Oh uh, my! So Brett. yeah, when I I've been wanting to read this, because I, I love awful things. I I I love how did this get made? The podcast that Paul Shear and Jason Manzugas and uh, June Day and Raphael do, where they just watch bad movies. And I was like, well, if you're going to read a bad comic, X-Force Volume 2 by Rob Liefeld, who did everything... But. But, but a bunch of but things. A bunch but a bunch of, of things. <laughs> everything else. Um, is, like, the first one that jumps to your mind. Like, oh, this is, like, the Birdemic of comic books. I want to be credited like that from now on when I, whenever I do anything. Like, <laughs> yeah. everything but the Nicole <laughs> yeah. And then just list everyone else. Yeah, it's, yeah, like, yeah, everything yeah. at your job. Nicole Dressel, everything but, and then just the entire rest of the staff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I, 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 I partially wonder if that was... It, it probably is, but I, I might be reading into it, but that almost felt like an indictment. Yeah, Rob Liefeld, everything but. Yeah, it can it, it can be read either way because I you can see that he probably intended to be like, you guys want me to come back and do X Force for Marvel? Then you have I, I did everything but this, and then everyone else is like, yeah, we can make that work. Yeah, yeah. like you did everything. Yeah, you did yeah, everything. I'll tell you, I'll say this because I I, I think that I, I think that Rob Liefeld is a good businessman. Oh, definitely. And definitely. I think that um, I, I I like I like some of his art. I'm not going to lie. Uh, and and I have a, I definitely have a soft spot for it. Uh, I I think that I think that it's kinetic. It doesn't uh, doesn't always make a lot of sense. Yeah, yes. Um, <laughs> I will. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I I I wonder too. I think that I think he has some good ideas, but I think he might be a better editor. Or, or sort of uh, overseer than than a creator sometimes. Yeah. Or uh, I'm I'm trying to be very measured. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the thing that I I mean, as you learned from the first book club episode we did, X Force was the first one we did, and the issues we did of that were Volume One, issues 19 through 25 from 1993. Yeah. There was a lot of numbers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is yeah. that like lawyer days again? Like just chucking a lot of numbers. I'm and, absorbing. I'm absorbing. Yeah. I'm taking okay. notes. Yeah. Uh, which that that specific arc was the was pretty much the first X Force arc done after Liefeld left the first time in yeah. 1992. Yeah. And that yeah. is when the writer, the scripter on this was Fabian Nicieza, who was also Liefeld's scripter back in the day. Meaning he only put words to Rob Liefeld's story. Yeah. Um. But when when Nicieza was given full control to both come up with the stories and write the scripts, that is when it took off. Yeah, because Nizier is an actual great comic book writer. Who yeah. so in but in this X Force he did not write the he just he just wrote yeah. the dialogue. Oh, okay, but basically what they did was huh. the way that they put this together it used to be called Marvel style. Yeah, where the the artist and the writer would talk about the plot and they would kind of hash it out, and either the writer the writer would either get like a loose outline or he would just start getting uh, the the pages, and. They would uh, the the writer would discuss with the artist what the intention was on the pages, and then just kind of fill in the yeah. dialogue as uh, to to kind of pull it together. And this, this, by the way, might probably be a good time to bring up. I'm not a comic book reader. Yeah, let's let's talk a, about that real fast. What is your experience with yeah. uh, with comics? We always very, we always ask our guests that. Very limited. I yeah. 
I read them off and on when I was a kid, and I would only read them based on you know, the cover art, uh, and usually only just be like Spider-Man and Superman. Very limited. I'm only I'm mostly familiar with comic book characters through comic book movies and yeah. TV sure. shows, or sketches sure. that you get forced in, or sketches yeah. that I'm forced to be a Doctor Doom in. I Any- know <laughs> the X-Men from the X-Men TV series and the, the animated shows in the yeah. '90s. I know yep. Batman from the movies. I know uh, Superman from the movies. I, I, the only comic book I think I've ever bought uh, was the Infinity Gauntlet series. Oh, yeah. yes. Which I really liked a lot. And I, I, but well, I have no idea how important it is to comic book history or to comic book it's fans. It's pretty up there. Is yeah. it, uh, I'm say. glad to hear that. I, 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 knowing how many titles there are, I didn't know if yeah. that was just, that it just completely disappeared from, yeah, from no, I love anybody's that idea. It's what incredibly well respected. And I mean, the fact that the <laughs> post credits thing of Avengers is Infinity Gauntlet, basically. I got that. Yeah. I, I was yeah. actually very surprised to see that. I was like, oh, I know that. It's a Thanos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Actually, and in the Gauntlet itself, if you've seen Thor, I don't know if you saw the movie I have not Thor. Seen Thor. Okay, no. uh, so towards the end of the movie, whenever they're in Odin's throne room, take a look in the background. Uh, the gauntlet is actually in the background as a prop. Oh, wow. Just kind of okay. sitting there. That doesn't give anything away. In the yeah, movie, but the reason it's I bring. The reason I just bring up that is because I, while, while we discuss this, I might uh, have issues that I think are signifiers of bad writing or bad comic book uh, um, art or, yeah. or dialogue that might turn out to be staples of the comic book genre. No, no, that's great. No, that's great. Odds are they are probably staples of the comic book genre, but still bad. But still bad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, okay. Bad dialogue is apparently frequently a yeah. Yes. Yeah. The thing that, um, okay, so the history, as, as X-Force being my favorite thing of all time, uh, X-Force was published up until issue 115 as actually being X-Force with, you know, Cannonball, Shatterstar, all these characters who were only sort of in this, but that's another issue that we'll talk about later. Uh, until issue 116 when a new creative team took over, Peter Milligan and Mike Allred, who just made it a totally different thing. It was basically a totally new comic book. So X-Force was essentially dead in like 2001 or so. Yeah. Uh, and as an X-Force fan, this made me so mad because I wanted my characters still and they were gone. So in 2004, when it was announced that X-Force was coming back in a miniseries, they'd been gone for a while, and I was excited, even though I knew oh, the people attached were not responsible for the X-Force that I actually liked. Wait, okay. Is this from oh, 2004? Wow. Yeah, yeah, when did you think it was from? 90... <laughs> 90-nothingness. Yeah. <laughs> Rob Liefeld oozes 90s-ness. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so yeah. Which I still kind of associate as, like, the time before we knew better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was a time wow. we got like we learned a lot in the eighties, and we I guess were... I guess I just like can't see this happening in a post nine eleven world. Is all. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. If you could, Brett. if at some point the comic someone tells Cable like, "What are you doing, guys? The towers fell." How are we still fighting? Yeah. <laughs> that's what, that's how they beat Scorn. Yeah. They're like Scorn. What are you doing? Just the going. Towers have fallen. It's a different era. Oh, it's a different, it's a different era. time, uh, man. Brett. We know the enemy now. <laughs> Brett, if you could give us a summary of this plot. Um, took over my notes. Okay, so <laughs> Nicole hit his notes. Yeah, the plot of this. I want it to be purely emotional. Is <sighs> the plot of this is Rob Liefeld sells a shit ton of books, <laughs> even though I can't discern why. Why? I don't know who his audience is, because if you're on the internet, you know no one likes him. Um, I also don't want to turn this into a Rob Liefeld hate thing, because he seems like a perfectly... I don't know. Nice things about Rob (laughs) Liefeld, insert them here. I'm sure he's something. Uh, And so Marvel was like, yeah, Rob, do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. Make an X-Force thing. That'll sell a bunch of copies. Mm -hmm. And they don't... They forgot... 
They forgot... Storytelling? They forgot storytelling. They forgot, essentially, what X-Force is. Um, because... Which is what? X-Force, basically, when it, is, when, when, it, when it was done right, which was issues 19 through 80, the mm-hmm. last part of John Francis Moore's run is okay, but still, uh, is about the, a demographic of superhero that is never shown. You only see teenagers, or you only see adults, and you never see the 19 or 20 year olds. Like, the ones who are old enough to be on their own, but still make stupid mistakes and don't know how to be on their the own. The sort of post-collegiate... Yeah. Yeah. That is what X-Force was yeah. at its heart. And when it was the best was issues 19 through 25 when Cable wasn't there. When their parental figure was gone, and they were led by Cannonball, who was making trying to make mistakes, dealing with being a leader to his peers, um, dealing with the fact that he wasn't on their level anymore, that people wouldn't talk to him like a friend, making stupid mistakes, but still trying his hardest. And also leading a team of immature people, like, because Richter, Sunspot, and Shatterstar would just do stupid shit that Cannibal would have to make up for. Uh, and that was that was the thing I loved uh, that was continually explored. Wow, this I this has nothing to do with any of that. Exactly. Yeah, this comic is exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. I thought this comic was mostly like like Cable and Friends. Seems yeah. to be with this comic, and that is what yeah. a lot of people associate it with. Which I guess like Cable is the most popular character in this, so it yeah. makes sense that you would. Yeah, it's Cable and Friends. But the thing is, is like the good X Force is none of that. The second best run of X Force was issues seventy one through eighty one, when it was literally just like five of them: Siren, Moonstar, Meltdown, Warpath, and Sunspot. Just on the road. Like, they did a cross-country trip, and that was ten issues of them just in a car, driving across the country, hanging out with college kids, fighting gangsters, like, making out. Like, just life, in a way. Like, you know, life, guys, when you all fought gangsters <laughs> out of the when you got out of college. Um, yeah, and cars. Yeah, and make out in cars. It's like a super fictional experience for everyone, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Right? <sighs> so this is none of that. The plot of this actually is... Rob Liefeld introducing a whole bunch of stuff about Cable's backstory that had never existed before, like the Helix, or John Spector, or the Scorn. Now, yeah, okay, so the Scorn. <sighs> the Scorn is this ancient villain. The Scorn is this ancient evil that eats mutants yeah. uh, as its that's power. That's terrible. Which no, is, that's no, fine. and that's cool. Although, that's in cool. issue five, when the Imperial Guard explic- inexplicably shows up and says, it's worse than Dark Phoenix, yeah. that yeah, seemed yeah. like very shoehorned, like... Let's take the... But I know we're supposed to be going in order, but yeah. quick thing about Gladiator, who shows up at that time. Yeah. Um, is he just the guy who occasionally is in space observing the X-Men and saying snarky things about him? them? Because that's my entire experience with Gladiator so far. <laughs> oh, because he's, he's in Wolverine in and the space. X-Men right he's now. He's always and... in space looking down and being like, oh, I guess I'll get down there and fix it for him. <laughs> <laughs> Darn those X-Men. Is that yeah. what Gladiator is? Yeah, in, in those stories, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. Exasperated yeah. God. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Ah, a god with a mohawk. Yeah. <laughs> the very first couple pages of X-Force Volume 2, number one, uh, start off with this weird thing of, like, Cable with Shatterstar's haircut, with the crazy long ponytail and the two yeah. front braids. Yeah, yeah. Riding, I knew that was Cable. Yeah, riding horseback, because he's also called the Traveler, which is a n- nickname we'd never heard. And he has Yeah. He has, and... Apparently, this is also set in the past. No, I thought it was set in the I future. I did too, future. but I read the Wikipedia page and it said that this is ancient Egypt. Okay, apparently. so now that now okay, that no, makes more I, sense. I read a different Wikipedia page that said it was in the future. Because I looked up, I looked up Dinarda to yes, find out who she was, and she's from like Space Earth or something. Uh, and those helixes, those time travelers, like later on this issue, when they don't they, they, they come back in time because he tell, Cable tells Domino yeah. that yeah, yeah. yeah. they yeah. come yeah. from the future. Yeah. They're from the future. 
And there's also other dimensions. But this in is this. a future, but it's slightly less future than the Helix people. Maybe this was in the past, and then there's also a future cable where all the domino fighting happened. And she's from another dimension, so that's I right. think oh, that she's not even from I just an alternate timeline, not another dimension. What? The right, right, right. Well, right? <laughs> right, right. Well, what frustrates me about this too is if this takes place in the past, then I completely understand it. But yeah, um, a, all of my understanding was every experience that uh, that that cable had had with the scorn took place in this. Sort Sort of future thing, yeah. and if that's the case, then how the hell does the Scorn know who he is in the past? Because if oh, I, if if Cable oh, has yeah. only fought Scorn in the future and Scorn yeah. reappears present day, yeah. then how does yeah. the Scorn know who he is by being resurrected today? Yeah. Oh, I so know. this has to take place in the past, <laughs> yeah, because, because he's being resurrected. Yeah. He even, he even tells him saying. like I and like I can taste the future where like there's a lot more mutants than you. Yeah. Like here, so maybe yeah, maybe this is in the past then. But it's so yeah, but it's we all miss that. But, yeah, but, no, but here's the thing about the past so... and the future. And time. <laughs> Couldn't it be in his past there it could be in oh. our future, but his past? Does that make sense? Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, this. So but if it's in his past, other. it's still our future. And if the scorn, yes, oh, if the scorn oh, was oh, in the future, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so, so it I think must. It is our future, but it's the scorn's past and Cable's past. Okay. Can we? Do we have like a thing we can look this up on? I don't even know. Oh, give me my phone computer. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Um, you guys keep I mean, talking. I'm on it. Nicole. Nicole did mention, first of all, um, before this started that. There's not a lot of like women issues. Like it wasn't disrespectful for, towards women, so you didn't really have a lot of thoughts about it. Yeah. But I want to direct you to this image of Domino, uh, and Rob Liefeld's just general treatment of the female anatomy. Some women have big boobs. I have no problem with that. Do some women not have weight? Like her waist. I'm looking at a picture of Domino uppercutting a helix warrior. And right. I I don't do body shame. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Noted. Noted. Um, I'm a I, it's awful. I'm a monster. Yeah. Well, you know, and and uh, the, the I wanted to. I'll tell you what. I really came into this, and I re- like. I love I love bad things too. We've had this discussion oh, yeah. before, and you, you've seen my collection. But oh, yeah. uh, my collection of awful movies. But I came into this, and I really wanted to like it. I'm not gonna lie. I wanted I wanted to give this every benefit of the doubt. Yeah. And it just it's such a mess. Yeah. It really is cool. such a mess. I'm, gonna, I'm going to actually try and describe the plot in as quick as possible. I'm going to try and do this. Yeah. Uh, and so we can just have a free fall free for all after this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so Cable is in the past, fights the Scorn. Um, then Cable travels back to his future where he normally lives. So he has memories of the Scorn. And now, since that time, Cable now lives in our current time, which is the Cable that we've always known. He's always been a guy from the future. So now he is in this in our time. And in our current time... That he, these Helix Warriors come back, and these Helix Warriors are trying to resurrect the Scorn, who is a mutant eater. So, Cable knows that he needs to get an army and get the five fingers of annihilation, which is a sword, that to goes stop. Away from many that issues. goes away from many issues to stop the Scorn. So he goes about for the next couple issues recruiting people. He goes to recruit Shatterstar, who is at a place with monks to recuperate and rehabilitate him. And, but he's not doing well because he's too violent. Uh, even though later he says, I'm a peaceful person now. You're going to draw me to violence, Helix Warrior. 
Cable then goes and recruits Cannonball, but Cannonball's already been recruited by this named guy named John Spector, who we'd never heard of. Yeah. Oh, we never, you never heard of Spector? No, no, no this is the first out appearance of, of that guy. And then for no wow. reason, Cannonball trusts John Spector over Cable, and then when X-Force, who he in between issues recruits Meltdown, Sunspot, and Warpath, in between issues, we don't know why they join, uh, they go to recruit Cannonball, they end up fighting John Spector, Sunspot defects for no reason, and then they go, and in the next issue... They, tele- when they, they, they teleport. They teleport, and <laughs> between and somewhere between teleportations, um, uh, uh, Sunspot oh. switches sides. Yeah, switches places. Yes. in the teleportation, uh, uh, which I loved. If you look at the end <laughs> of issue two, as they're like sliding out, uh, he's on. Uh, wow, that's yeah. <laughs> yeah, like a, Sunspot. Yeah, as they were teleporting, he was like, guys, guys, move, move, move. I'm not, I'm not cool here. I, I, want, to, I want to be over there. <laughs> so they they eventually, they go to get they go to rescue Caliban, which makes no sense because Caliban is from a part of X-Force that Rob Liefeld had nothing to do with. And they go there, and apparently Wolverine is there rescuing Caliban. And Wolverine also has nothing to do with Caliban. Why he's rescuing him is because Rob Liefeld wants to draw, to draw Wolverine. Wolverine. Yeah, that's um, the reason why in, he's here. Why are you here? At because some point Rob along Liefeld that time, Warpath has disappeared, and he's not in the series for the rest of the entire oh, the rest right. of the series. He's just gone for yeah. no reason. Uh, Deadpool shows up for no reason and then disappears. You know, you know what I think that Deadpool thing might be. I because uh, I think what was happening in Cable and Deadpool at the time is any time yeah. Cable would tell, but that does that still doesn't make sense because. Um, like, anytime Cable would teleport, after he would teleport away, Deadpool would be in his place. Like, they would just oh, switch. Oh, and I think they mentioned that. Yeah, yeah they do. They do. But, so, and they make a very homophobic remark about it. But, uh, yeah. but, what also, but, what's also doesn't, but what also doesn't make sense about that is, uh, I think Cable is the guy that teleports everyone in issue two, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, so. And if he did that, then did Deadpool just show up yeah. wherever they were? And that's why Sunspot switched sides. Yeah, yeah. Man, he's going to make a homophobic remark, yeah. and I don't like that. I'm distancing myself from it. Yeah. And around issue four is where it just starts becoming Rob Liefeld wanting to draw anyone except actual X-Force characters. Yeah. Because Human Torch and Thing become a part of the thing. Yeah. <laughs> Out of nowhere. That was, this, that was one thing, like, in this... Well, uh, to jump in, this, like... In this, like, climactic battle they have, yeah. they also mention, like, they... Almost as if to explain to the reader why the other members of Fantastic Four aren't there. Oh, yeah. And why the, the Avengers have, the like, a oh, charter issue that? that prevents them from showing up. Oh, yeah. Avengers aren't there because they're having a charter problem, but the other members of Fantastic Four are... Wait for it. Where are they? Hey guys, pottery barn. Yeah. Pottery barn. <laughs> but which pottery barn? Yeah. I could not tell if that was. Is that a, was that a literal? Are those two members together? I guess. Are they yeah, like a couple? Yeah, they're, they're a and I wonder. I wonder if that was like Nicieza gets the page, and he's scripting it. Yeah. And he goes, well, "Where no, the fuck? Yes. Where the fuck are they? Yeah, Rob." Rob, where the fuck are they? I don't know, dude. They're at Pottery Barn. Or, I yeah. keep talking about this right now, like, man, I'm at Pottery, pottery Barn. barn. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> yes, they are. So, that is, that's the plot. And then they fight the Scorn, and the people that fight the Scorn are, like, two members of X-Force, fucking <laughs> Strife. <laughs> fucking Strife appears at the end of issue four or five with all the Mutant and Liberation Front, just because, again, Rob Liefeld's like, I gotta draw every character I created. But Strife reveals itself to be Domino from a parallel universe, from a parallel timeline who didn't die in this far-flung timeline that we've never heard about before. Uh, and she's there. Why? 
uh, because Cable gave, because Other Dimension Cable gave Domino the Strife armor? Why? Well, I don't know. I just want to draw Domino as Strife, baby, and just leave me alone. <laughs> like, yeah. what? Yeah. What? What? Yes, and I wonder I wonder how much of these were Fabian and uh, Lightfield conversations. Yeah. Like, well, why is she there? Is it because there's an alternate timeline in which Domino doesn't die and Cable does oh, die? Yes. And so then she assumes the mantle, and then but then for some reason has to come back to this timeline? Yeah, no, maybe. Sure. Which is exactly what Domino <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, man, I drew there. it. You're stuck with it. You gotta yeah. figure it out. It's, um, <laughs> you know... It feels like, it feels like, uh, it, you know, and I understand the impulse to like, oh, I get a chance to play with all these toys that I love, but yeah. he, it feels like a kid who's playing with toys and then just like, okay, I'm holding, He's I'm holding up my actual toys. Yeah. I'm holding Cable and Deadpool right now. And it feels like a kid that is like, yeah, yeah, Cable, cause I'm Deadpool and you're, and I'm going to stab you. And the reason I'm stabbing you, oh, Shatterstar, Domino, and then just leaves these yeah. characters laying yeah. on a table over here yeah. because, because shiny. Yeah. Uh, Domino, our Domino, the Domino that we all know and love, that I know and love, she is one of my 10 favorite characters of all time. Uh, she is. Um, she has good stories in her. This is not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> she it does not appear for three issues. She's not in issues four or five, and she's on the very last page of six. Yeah, and she, oh, that's right. She just shows up yeah, on the last a, page of yeah. six and asks Sam yeah. a question that she should know anyhow because yeah. she knows Cable better than him. Yeah. What did she ask? She was like, uh, did, "Did he really?" I mean, Sacrifice? pull it up here because the end of it is Cable kills himself, but he comes back immediately in his own title. Yeah. Wait, what? Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Um, she just shows up and says, "Sam, did Nate really just kill himself to stop the scorn?" Well, we just saw that happen. You yeah. just showed us that and shouldn't you? <laughs> and shouldn't you have known that because you were there from the very beginning of yeah. this series? Yeah. Like, you were the first person that Cable told yeah. about the that's score. By the way, something else, too, that's very... Uh, this, that speaks to poor storytelling in that, the, at the end of it, Cable sacrifices himself uh, to kill Scorn, and as he's doing it, the text box is explained that he's doing the same thing that happened uh, right. back in the past yeah. when he... When that Denarda yeah. yeah. jumped between them and right. he stabbed through her. Yeah. But that is something that I should have been shown back in the first oh, issue. Oh, that's what happened? Not I just... Didn't even, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, so the entire time Cable knew that's what had to happen. Oh, but he, that, they never showed us that. he had to also that. sacrifice himself. So they showed yeah. us a flashback, which I don't have a super duper problem with. Yeah. But then part of me is like, well, Cable, if you knew that's what had to happen, why did you need to gather a team of people? Why didn't you just go do it yourself, <laughs> buddy? Yeah. But why yeah. do you need six <laughs> <issues>, friend? Why <laughs> did we have to do that for so long? But it's also an issue of like Why was there, baby? Yeah. But it's also an issue of like a theme of sacrifice can't all be just like brought out of the very and yeah, and yeah, yeah, retroactively. yeah, that's that's yeah, yeah. No, it's, it, it'd be like, and I'm trying to think of like some story where, where the, it, I, I, it would just be like at the end of it, if like if the if, at the end of, a, of an entire novel, for someone just to explain a, some something where the, like fruit is suddenly important, and the novel then explains like, and back like four or five chapters ago, yeah, like, or, he yeah. was growing up on a fruit farm. At the end of this. a new hope. We haven't heard about the Force at all, but as Luke is in the, uh, oh, yeah. the X-Wing, he flashes back to a conversation he had with Obi-Wan one time where Perfect. he told him about yeah. the Force. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also have another Star Wars metaphor that I actually made to my boyfriend last night when I got to a part in issue six that enraged me. And that in order to explain it, I had to um, use Star Wars. And that is Tabitha Smith, Boom Boom, Boomer Meltdown, she's had three code names, is one of my favorite characters because of course she is. Uh, everyone is yeah, ev- all of X-Forces. Um, 
And so I was actually like, oh, thank you, Rob Lifeboat, for including her, sorta, even though she doesn't do anything. And then it's like, oh, Shatterstar's in trouble, so he's gonna have uh, Meltdown save him. Great, awesome. But what does he have her do? He has her pick up a giant glowy sword and reveal that she's taken karate lessons for a long time and beat everyone up. Which is the exact same thing as if in Return of the Jedi, after Darth Vader was like, well, maybe if you won't turn, perhaps she will. And Luke Skywalker just pulls out a pistol and shoots him. Like he should take karate lessons? Because, yeah. because everything about Meltdown's character, like, she is a girl who creates time bombs, and she's yeah. good at it. Yeah, yeah. Like, she has created time bombs inside of people's heads and made them explode. Like, she did that to Blob in his ears in issue 51 or 2. In, yeah, yeah. Like, she's like good at that. Great. She's a, like, she's a, like, you have yeah. her use her powers that she already has, and maybe have her, like, chewing some bubblegum and making a stupid joke, because that is her character. Yeah. It's- what the Fuck. Well, I think it's I, so I think mad. it's sort of a uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of a great tell and not show mm-hmm. in in here, and I think that that's a huge problem. Uh, like what you said, you like with the uh, with the ending there, like and I, and I don't even think it ends; it just stops. Yeah, right. Because that, that ending is almost so abrupt. <laughs> that, that is like, true. Yeah, they, it just yeah. kind of stops. And <laughs> and like and we're supposed to believe that the scorn is this. This horrible, horrible threat, and yeah. we barely see. Yeah, we don't even see it actually do anything that yeah. it says it does. It eats Hellfire babies. It does show up at the Hellfire Club yeah. for their like prom. It or does whatever. eat a bunch oh, of oh right, a bunch like of, irrelevant um, characters. Irrelevant <laughs> yeah. people who also, not only are they like genre-wise bad guys, but they're also like only sort of shown. Yeah. Know, uh, my favorite thing, my, not my favorite thing, is at the start of six, like issue five ends with like, we're going to fight the score, and issue six opens with half of the people that are on X-Force's side just unconscious, and it's like, we've been fighting for two hours. What? Yeah. Like, yeah. we've been fighting for two hours, and the Scorn has not eaten any of these people. Like, they're just knocked out. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the Scorn isn't even doing the thing that they were worried it about. It keeps trying to eat them, and they keep saving each other from from the Scorn, which makes me think that, that two hours is just a series of him picking someone up, them flying back <laughs> trying to go. <laughs> it, 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 you know, one, one thing, actually, like this like, is sort of like uh, on, a, on a separate issue, and I don't know if this is one of those things that is the mark of bad writing, or is it... Yeah. A larger issue of the of the comic book genre, but it does seem that most of this issue is, is Cable just going around trying to recruit people yep. for to fight the Scorn, and it seems like every character in this series has to fight another every other character. Yeah. Like Cable goes around, he tries to recruit Cannonball, he fights Cannonball, he fights Sunspot. He at one point this Ascani Council tells him that he has to. <laughs> To you know, they, he he asked the Oscana Council like to lead like them in war, and they say like, well, first you're just gonna fight a bunch of robots to prove your manliness. So he has to fight those robots. <laughs> yeah. Wolverine is coming to save Caliban, but fights Caliban, then fights Shatterstar, then fights Cable. Every, like, it's like a Laurent of every. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah. That's is that a mar- is that. I, I recognize yeah. that comic books are mostly yeah. just excuses to show fighting, but is, does this happen a lot in comic books where every character just fights yeah. every other character? For... It does, but like the thing is, is like Avengers the movie is a great example of heroes fighting heroes but just giving them the modicum of like a reason like just yeah. a tiny reason yeah. and it, that justifying it it's usually it's it's usually what happens is if two heroes show up there will be an immediate misunderstanding yeah. Uh, yeah. And, they'll, and they'll fight <laughs> and they'll fight and then halfway through the halfway through the fight 
they'll reveal the reason they're there, and then they'll both go, oh, wait a minute, no, that's why I'm here. Oh. Yeah. All right, so yeah. we should stop fighting and help each other. You would yeah. think, like, yeah. we're generally on the side of good, like, there's yeah, some, yeah. some reason yeah. why. Or even, like, you, you, as a superhero, you should probably just, like, have, like, an iPhone app of, like, oh, these are all the good guys, so, okay, you're, the, okay, good, we're yeah. on the same side. Yeah. Maybe not an iPhone I app. I should have checked your Twitter feed before yeah. I jumped into this fight. I knew you were here, Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, that is actually another aspect of it that I do, I do, I did think was funny about it, of the, about this series, because it kept, occasionally they would, like, like at one point, uh, one of these like Lady Anime who also shows up and disappears. Guys, we have to talk about Lady Anime. <laughs> but at one point, I, 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 yeah. But at one point, she mentions that she doesn't want this uh, blade showing up on eBay. Yeah. Another character <laughs> talks about uh, another character mentions something about um, oh about like oh Cannibal apparently gets money from X Men like he gets money from X Corp and buys. I just like yeah, the idea yeah. like the oh, real yeah. world also exists outside these characters. Yeah, yeah. For some reason, yeah. these but people it, it like, seems like, the, almost... like the like the war in Iraq is going on right now. Like yeah. in this series, <laughs> the war in Iraq is happening. And these yeah. characters are completely like not even paying attention to yep. it. It's just funny to remember like oh yeah like Saddam Hussein was executed like but roughly like two days before this. Yeah, before this yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was happening. <laughs> Guys, towers fell. Saddam Hussein yeah. has just been executed. Like, just like fighting. I mean, the other. dialogue was anytime the dialogue had to be snarky, it was truly terrible. Like yeah. thing was and these characters are always and telling each other why, how funny they that's are. That's why I was yes and calling each other witty. Yeah, yeah. It's like, and like uh, that's why I was also surprised that it was 2004 because guys, I just can't believe this exists in a post Josh yeah. I feel world. like yeah, I think that like Fabian is uh, is the exact same case when he just had to script Liefeld's plots in the early 90s. Except back then, back then it was better because I feel like this is the mark of Nazier's just being sick of it. Like being like, yeah, okay, because he's a he's a very competent um, dialogue writer and a very competent writer. I feel like this is, is he, him just being is like, is he really? No, he ac- he actually is. When but I feel like almost all this is tongue in cheek. Like all the dialogue That's... is purposely awful. And on that point, I was wondering if there wasn't a sort of and and maybe I'm reading into it, but I I, I thought that there might have even been like a sort of allegory of like Cable being Liefeld and. Uh, Sam, when Sam and when yeah. Sam and Cable are arguing in issue three, they're like standing in this uh, in this creek and uh, and fighting each other. And uh, what does he what does he say here? Um, uh, oh God! It, it felt like it felt like uh, uh, someone yelling at Rob Liefeld instead of yelling at Cable. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, half of what you blew out of your butt was smoke anyways, and the other half was usually just plain wrong. <laughs> and, like, they're specifically referring to, like, the time that Liefeld was on the book. And, and again, maybe I'm, the, maybe I'm looking too much yeah, into it. Yeah, gotta get an easy as on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, always see, also, I feel like, the, like a theme they keep trying to, to hammer is this, is, is uh, to whatever extent they're able to, to flesh out, like, an idea. It's that the idea of people these noble warriors having to fight and they don't want to fight or yeah. the but they yeah. delivered in like prose that this like this one Ascani guy asks uh, Cable who's asking him to like fight a war uh, for on their defense they say the Ascani preach of peace in our time but only as a result of peace in our minds how do you reconcile that dichotomy and still face yourself in the mirror which makes which is, is a very poor way of expressing a very poor thought. <laughs> it's a very, I get a very dim idea that he's trying to get across is like, does this guy ever think about the irony of fighting a war to yeah. ensure peace? But he is delivered in a very poor place, in a very poor moment, and yeah. delivered in a very, with a very poor very dialogue. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and throughout, like the Shatterstar in the first uh, issue. Oh, yeah. 
ends the issue with like a, like a four page rumination on, yeah, about, on who he is and what he fights, yeah. and, which but goes against violence. the exact opposite of what the monks were trying to kick him out for. I think because they were always yeah. saying he's too violent. And he's I am all about peace now, and you're gonna bring me to fight. It's like no, we were just told literally like three pages earlier that right. the monks don't want you there because you're too violent. You yeah, were trained yeah. to fight, but you do not understand what it means to be born to fight. You were right; it does course through my very blood. The need to hit, to plunge cold steel through warm flesh. I was made to be this. <laughs> and what he was also made to do is uh, change his outfit several times oh, over the yeah. course of the journey. <laughs> I don't Shatterstar understand. Shatterstar starts out. The man's got to look good. He starts out in, well, yeah. in a sort of like a leather a leather tank top that looks like what 50 Cent used to wear all the time. Right? Uh, so he's wearing that with with a, a red what looks like steel face uh, uh, face guard. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Then the ne- the very next time we see him, he's like, I guess I got to put a shirt on. So he puts on like this yellow well, jumpsuit also, shirt. He Rob Liefeld just for some reason all of X Force who have costumes that Rob Liefeld designed, he could use those. He puts them all in these gaudy yellow jumpsuits. Yeah, yeah. No detail, just all head to toe yellow. Do you think that was yeah. a statement on the X Men movies? Maybe doing that to the uh, X Men. Yeah, yellow. Uh, I like they did that in between issues. The X Force has to wait while Shatterstar just changes. Yeah, he's like gonna go. <laughs> My favorite part of that too is he's wearing a steel faceplate, okay, when the action isn't as intense. Yeah. But then he changes into what seems like less protection. The the pad the issue it's, six when he's wearing this like the padding. A padded, like just a like foam yeah. padded <laughs> face. Like 1940s guard. Football. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it just um there there's there's uh, so many things like this that actually, that just feel... If we're, like, on, on the dialogue, and this, again, this might be something that's more, like, a staple of a, of a genre, but uh, characters make extremely long statements while they're in mid-jump. Yeah. And these yeah. things, yeah. like, they're, like, yeah. dead, the homophobic yeah. Deadpool thing is, like, he's leaping Find onto that. this guy. Um, yeah, it's he's, oh. he's it's like the Wolverine issue, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Like, he comes in to, like, Who save... Who brought that up last time? Oh, did Apple bring that up last time? I think so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah then that's, that's the thing. Oh, I, I don't mean always... to bring this up then, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, 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 but no, it's, 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 it's actually totally... something that, that they've actively tried to get away yeah. from, I guess, in the past several years, but... Here's what Deadpool says when he sh- comes out of nowhere to attack uh, this, this... This guy who has no name, who is the head of the Watchtower, which is an anti-mutant hospital that Rob Liefeld decided to introduce halfway through that has no bearing. Well, that was actually, oh, okay. that so was actually introduced in... Uh, he did a four-issue run of Wolverine in about oh, in, okay. uh, a couple of years before this, okay. and that's when the Watchtower first appeared. Well, I will r- erase that from my list of grievances, Rob <laughs> okay. Liefeld. Okay, but why did it have to be in this? Well, read grievance. the Deadpool quote first. This is what it says, and this is him appearing out of nowhere. To, as he's Literally out of nowhere, yeah. too. Uh, but I think you make out better on the deal and reference something else. Uh, me and Nate, we sort of had a thing happen. Not like that kind of thing. More like our bodies bonding. Let's say intimately, but not that kind of intimate. He wishes. And now when he body slides solo, I show up right next to him. And he's kind of sneaky using that to his advantage sometimes. Sort of like now. And heck, I'll take a paycheck from him, no prob. But I'd also take yours, too. I have before. Remember that mutie with the horrible breath? So I'll switch sides if the price is right. What do you say? And then lands on... By the way, he's falling through the air as he's saying all this. Yeah, so you have to be dropped out of a plane to get he, all of that. He's going on tangents, like in his, like he, yeah. His, his. I did not realize how clunky that sounds when read aloud by Jubin, and now I feel like we need to just do like a staged reading or a taped reading of these issues with all of us reading I, this dialogue. Uh, I, I, I guess that story it only exists like in comic books. That, but at the same time, it's a very it's a homophobic remark from to just jump yeah. out of there saying that it's, yeah. it's yeah. a very weird thing to, to suddenly. And also. 
He is immediately knocked out. Like he, he is like it's just yep. a fan service thing to show up and be immediately knocked out. Well, Rob Liefeld got his splash page of Deadpool that he's probably sold to a fan for like a thousand dollars. Yeah, is that, okay. Oh, that's also what this entire thing probably is too. There's because, so many splash pages. Yeah, comic book artists get to keep the original art, and what a lot of them do, like the shadier side, is that artists will request to draw like Wolverine because they know a page of like Rob Liefeld drawing Wolverine they can sell to a fan for thousands of dollars. Yeah. Like Wolverine, like Rob Liefeld probably made. Twenty thousand dollars off of this. Just selling six splash issues. pages. Just selling oh, no kidding. Okay. His yeah. Splash pages. Wow, probably because nice. there were probably twenty images between these six issues that he probably could have sold for five hundred to a thousand dollars. I have a question. Okay. Yeah. Um. So. I don't. When did I can't? When did? <laughs> it's so hard. It's not a question yet. <laughs> when did Cable body slide in order for him to show up? Between panels, where most of the Wait, action takes seriously? place in this mini-series! Yeah, so where did he go? I don't understand. <laughs> is, uh, he, is he gone? Yeah, he's actually gone wait, But also, when Cable body slides, he shows up right next to him. Yeah, and Cable is... Shadow Cable's is next to him. gone. Yeah. What's happening? <laughs> oh. um, I also, in issue three, I, I made Wait, a, who's that? That is Thumbelina. Thumbelina. Those are a lot of the Mutant Liberation Front, who are the bad guys that Rob Liefeld had the New Mutants fight back a bunch in the late '80s, early '90s. Who also um, did disappear after that one panel, right? I don't. I never. I never see them again. There was a forearm, forearm, which is a guy with four arms. Yeah. Wow. Um, but it's spelled F R E, so it's like you know, it's yeah, cleverish. yeah. Um, no, is that? Who's, <laughs> I, 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 mean, I know. I know they're like Batman and Superman. <laughs> These aren't like creatively sure. creative that's not names. Cleverish, that's misspelled. <laughs> uh, the, the the thing too. You were you were talking about the art in these big splash pages. I think that uh, there's six issues, six issues, twenty two pages a piece. Like there's plenty of time to tell a story, but yeah. then it just ends. There's such pacing problems yep. with this. We spend we spend so much time with all of these characters, and they're apparently so important. Like do uh, like, and then and then they're completely <clears throat> inconsequential. Caliban to the story isn't even in large. the sixth issue. They go to recruit Caliban. He's not even part of the final fight. Why did they even recruit him? It feels like they were like, okay, Rob, you have six issues, and he's like, cool. I know I want Cable to sacrifice himself. Saving some guy who eats mutants. I guess I'll just fill in the rest. Yeah, <laughs> work backwards from yeah. there. It feels like he had two panels in mind, and then was like, I don't know, man, whatever. Um, yeah, but it's also like there's like the, the number of plot lines he picks up and drops, and I just writing them oh, out. Yeah. I count like the, the like this the past cable is dropped and never explained until it comes to the end that like all that stuff happened with the with the female sacrifice. Yeah, oh. this lady anime who shows up and after her dad is killed by a helix mm-hmm. and and promises to kill Shatterstar and that never shows yeah. up again. Uh, that might this... happen in the Shatter. There's a Shatterstar miniseries, but it's a prequel. No, it's a prequel. So no, okay, I don't know what the that, fuck. Yeah, that, that was amazing. That was that, yeah, that yeah. was four pages of story. You could have used something. Else for yeah. It. yeah, yeah, but uh, there's a, that also that we talked about or that Imperial Garden space, which seems yeah. solely to say like, well, we got to round up everybody yeah. and fight, and then like an issue later after the thing's over, they're like, oh well, it's, never mind, the problem yeah. solved itself. Which, <laughs> yep. What, what, what my for? Ah, uh, we wasted gas, you yeah, guys. Like, I don't understand what, purpose, what, their, what their purpose was there. And then this, I don't know what this Ensabonur thing is. That, that is occasionally mentioned. You know, okay. you know what I think, you know what I think it was. I think Gladiator's wife. Had it was planning a surprise party oh, it's for okay. his birthday. They were like, get him off planet distract somehow. Him. Just distract, distract him. him. Away. It's worse know. than Dark Phoenix. It's worse than Dark Phoenix. You, oh, you know he gets worse. You know he gets worse about the X Men. Just do an X Men. Yeah, yeah. Just do an X Men thing. Just do an X Men thing. What is it? It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter what it is. Uh, just get him off. I now like looking back. There's a thing that I love because Shatterstar is now. Um, 
pansexual, or he's in a homosexual relationship with a guy named Richter, who's also an X-Force character, who thankfully is not in this miniseries. Um, that was hinted at in the mid-90s, but, like, it was a drop plot line at the end. At this point, Shatterstar hadn't been in the comic book for about, like, six years. So there was a lot of, like, fan speculation about, like, you know how, like, internet fandom's like, oh, well, where are Shatterstar and Richter now? I bet they're just, like, being boyfriends somewhere. It's like, well, they're not in any comics, so we'll never know. So this was published around that time, and there is a line in here, um where Cannonball is talking to Cable, and Cannonball's like, well, I can get everyone on X-Force to turn against you if they know how they die. And he says, how do you think Shatterstar's gonna feel when he finds out who kills Richter? Which is a hilarious thing that I think Fabian Easy has a snuck in. And it's even funnier now, because as soon as it was uh, established that, yes, Shatterstar is in a gay relationship, Rob Liefeld on Twitter went insane. Oh, like, yeah. Like, like, he is not gay! He was created to be a warrior! You can't do this to him! Etc. Uh, and it was just, like, reprehensible. Uh, so it is so pleasing to me to know that eight years ago in this miniseries, Fabianese is a slid in this gay joke that's about really Shatterstar on top of his own art. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, that's great. I did not... So it is, like, canon now that Shatterstar is gay? Yeah, I mean, he's in a, a gay... He's been in one since, like, for, like, oh, two thought, or three years now. And this, I thought, like, there was this huge thing going on because they were going to turn the Green Lantern gay, and everyone was talking about what a huge step that is in yeah. comics. But this has already happened. No, I mean, there's a ton of gay characters in comics. Yeah. Well, so but why is everyone... I think it's because that's a... a, a, a what, what would you call it? Like a lead of his own comic? Well, it's uh, Green Lantern is yeah. a character that, thanks to the movie, a lot of people now know. Like that's right. like there are a ton of gay characters, but they're not like ones that the general public knows. So no one's going like to give a shit. Shatterstar, who is that? Or like Northstar, right. who is that? But like Green Lantern is a person. The thing is, it's like it's not even the Green Lantern. It is not. It's Alan Scott, it's, who it was is the original. He was the original <clears throat> Green from Lantern the from the forties, uh, and. Um, uh, I was, I was, uh, uh, his, his weakness is wood. I'm not kidding. I'm not <laughs> what does kidding. that mean? It's, uh, like, like wood, like tree wood. Tree wood, uh, has, like, like if you're, if you want to stop him the same way that, uh, the, uh, Hal Jordan's weakness is the color yellow. Who is the one that, um, what's his face played in the movie? Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Hal yeah. Jordan is the famous Yeah, player. yeah. Okay. He's like the Bruce Wayne Batman. So I don't okay. know Green Lantern. So like if you had a wooden sword no, no, and he no. came at you? I hear what yeah. you're saying. <laughs> but is it crucial to Green Lanterns that your weakness be something stupid? Yeah, like yellow. Really? Yeah. Well, this thing, this is the thing when you're dealing with with mythology that was created in the 40s to 60s when no one gave a shit. Like I don't none of that stuff is honored now. Like yellow being a weakness, they've like added when you say a, it's a whole weakness. That means like his it. powers are diminished in the presence of yellow, or does it mean like he physically? It has no. Right? It has no effect on like so. Like if you let's say you had like a yellow yellow sword and he made like a bulldozer that was coming at you. And you went running at it and like just ran your sword like it would just slice right through whatever. Does construct. this sound like super dude to anyone else in this room? Like Wait, from all that? Character from all that whose weakness is milk? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I see that. Um, I'm trying to think. Are we... So basically, super dude came out of the yeah. closet. Yeah. Yeah. So just to be clear, Scorn is never like. I was under the assumption that these characters are all interrelated and have mm. different universes no. together, but the no. Scorn is not a, a terrible... The Scorn is not no. any, any other title ever. We, we, were giving, yeah. we were giving so much introduction to John Spector. What does he do? I thought Spector was a, was, a, was a huge comic book character in his own right. Like, no. I assume there, all there are these characters guys. named the Spector... Yeah, yeah. This is just some other just yeah. random guy. Well, no, it, feels like, it feels like if there was something interesting in this arc, it was Cannonball's Cable Baggage. 
Yeah. But it was like that yeah. was so diminished by everything else. So I think Spectre is there to serve that. Yeah. yeah. To like There's legitimize how quickly Cannonball would this... turn on Cable. How he's looking for a yeah. reason to yeah. not trust Cable and, and, anymore. And I agree with you too. I think there's a good story in here, but I think that there's no focus. There's no. absolutely nope. no focus. No. It is just scattershot across all six of these issues because it things hurts. just things just happen and they're, they, we just waste time. We waste so much time talking to John Spector, who feels more like who feels more like uh, like an extreme universe character. Yeah, like he just like shoehorned an extreme <laughs> character into uh, yeah. I- into the Marvel universe. Like even the way that he's designed looks like <clears throat> something that would have been in Extreme Prejudice yeah. or Extreme Sacrifice <laughs> or uh, what, what, Extreme Destroyer. Yeah, one of those extreme crossovers. <laughs> Uh, those were all things that happened in the 90s. Can I talk about something I hate? Yeah. Yeah. I hate text boxes. I hate any kind of descriptive text box. Yeah. But I especially hate when there's, like, a lot of them used. And then at some point during this, there are parenthetical text box to, like, comment on what's happening in the text boxes. I need to find this. Because it made me so... It was what frustrates so you? What frustrates you about that? Uh, I just feel like... I feel like it's more often than not just lazy writing. Like, I got a bunch of panels that doesn't make sense. Is this it? Yeah. Um, yes. I got a bunch of panels that doesn't make sense, so I'll just fill it in with basically yeah. paragraphs instead of but what actually else do you making do, my though? panels make sense. But what, what else do you do, though, if you're handed, if you're oh, handed, if you're handed something it, that's... Yeah. Yeah. Sure, yeah, if you're yeah. handed it. Or no, actually, I think you aim higher with dialogue. Yeah. You, I think you write better dialogue. But, like, what happens when, okay, so at, tw- <laughs> at, at the end of six, like, one of the... There's just... So... Like, one of the things about Rob Liefeld, there was uh, Young Blood issue six, and I remember this when I was a kid. There's one page, on one page, uh, there's a character named Shaft, and on that one page, in six different panels, Shaft's costume changes within these panels. Like, he's not even paying attention to what he's drawing as he's drawing it. So, like, you look at this panel where Cable, this is the big, this is the money shot, Cable's about to drop a dime on Scorn, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got a Simtar in his hand. Okay, he starts out with both of it in both hands, and then he decides, no, no, I'm going to kick my, my, my body forward. I'm going to kick my body forward and my legs back, and I'm just going to put it in this hand. No, well, no, wait, no, no. I think instead I'm going to throw my body, I'm going to throw him <laughs> behind my head, uh, and I'm going to hold it like this. Nah, nah, it's still not cool enough. Nah, this is great. This is great. I'm going to reposition myself in the air, open <laughs> my legs, and hold it, Hold it like it's uh, a giant dick coming off of the front <laughs> yep. of me. Uh, and then, yeah, this is it. And then I'm just going to turn it around and then stick it in. Yeah. That's, um, yeah, that's right. He really does like an enormous amount of physically impossible control. Yeah. yeah. One, two, There's three, four. Of, yeah. it, looks like, it looks like he was trying to figure out the coolest way to do it. Couldn't decide and was like, I'll just do them all. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually, this is something in, in, in regards to like the dialogue too. The, every, and I don't know if this is a, a, a larger issue with, with comics. Uh, this isn't one of those things, but... Characters, there's no such thing as earnestness with these characters. Every character is, like, making snide remarks. They're making, yeah. like, quips. Yeah. Yeah. Even, at one point, Scorn, like, the the mutant eater demon, like, insults the thing. Like, he yeah. makes some sort of, like, snide comment about things, uh, like, he says, like, I'm thinking. And the Scorn's like, yeah, I can hear the uh, gears grinding so slowly. Grinding yeah. It's like this, yeah. like, the demon. Yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. that even yeah. it is to just make something snide. I don't, and I don't know if this is, like, a large issue. I hate this as it appears in modern movies where characters are all yeah. disinterested. And I think it's an effect of sitcoms. Oh, yeah. Where yeah. it's just, everyone <clears throat> is able to just make I, some disinterested yeah. I think it's, detachment. I think, it's, I think yeah. it's Buffy. I think it's people not understanding Buffy. Because that was all about snappy, snarky dialogue. Yeah. yeah. But that was, like, towards a purpose. Yeah. But now people feel like, oh, that's how you show a character's cool, so we'll just have 
let everyone talk like that when they're. Well, fighting. but even like yeah. every single character who made a snarky kind of like Spike still had moments of earnestness, like yes. moments, like. Well, yeah, that, I like think that's what she's saying. Like people yeah. misunderstanding yeah, like, that, like yeah. just taking the bad things away. Yeah, yeah. Which is what um, this is. Like when I say I love X Force, people think I mean this, and I'm like, this is all the bad stuff. This is the bad stuff magnified and crammed into six crappy issues, and it just okay. infuriates me. I have my text box. All right, right with him. you've been found it for me. Uh, text box one, Cable led X... Uh, so this is a, a, an issue after they had been in the Watchtower rescuing Caliban. Um, Cable led X-Force to the Watchtower to save an old friend, Caliban, from the scientific madmen who run the facility. Text box two, dot dot dot, but they didn't plan on the time-traveling mutant terrorist Strife and his mutant liberation front to show up. Exclamation point. Text box three, parenthetical, most likely because Strife has been more or less dead as of late. Exclamation point. Close parentheses. Text box next. Nor did they expect Strife to extend an olive branch. Text box yeah. next. Parenthetical. Because war, chaos, and death is what he usually does. It's like, this is like having a shitty friend who's like, do you know what's happening right now? Did you catch that? Let me explain it to you. It is like the narration is beginning to have like, you know, like it's the, well, the, even the narrator is having a snarky. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like, imagine yeah. what happened was Strife is dead. And Rob Liefeld gives him a page. It's like Strife is on it. It's like what the fuck, yeah. dude? Yeah, actually, Rob, this Rob, does, yeah. this does sound can't. again like talking to Rob. Like probably nobody expected Strife to show up because of how he's dead. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> also, nobody expected him to extend extend an olive branch because of how that's not what he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah it does feel a little bit like. Are you serious about yeah. these pages you're giving? Because like, if, you, if you're aware of like Nizier's wider scope, he does really like flowery dialogue and like kind of clunky metaphors. But, like, it's usually filtered through really well-done plots and great characters that you really enjoy. But it's, like, when you take away, like, when you just write a script, it's like, oh, yeah. jeez. I'll tell you, okay. too, I noticed something, I, I realized something recently that uh, I was wondering, like, why there's always something off whenever I see Liefeld's drawings. Because I do, I do like some of his stuff, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Uh, but... It feels like it never feels like two characters are interacting with each other. No. It feels oh, like God. it feels like someone pasting color forms on top of themselves. Yeah. For example, look uh, at the cover. Look at the cover of issue three here. Okay, so we have John Spector, and he is just grimacing, and he has this sword, and his muscles are flexed, and they look like they are just. It, he looks like he is locked in a in a in a sword <laughs> showdown. But then you look at Shatterstar. And Shatterstar looks, it, it doesn't look, like, what swords are touching here? Yeah, they're yeah. not. What swords yeah. oh, actually, are touching here? And if it's that one, how much power does John Spector really have if all Shatterstar is doing to block him is is holding a sword <laughs> like an ice cream cone? Yeah. The most, and, and, and is that hands, Shatterstar is completely relaxed. Like completely relaxed. And this other sword is just kind of chilling. Like, John yeah, Spector looks like someone is pulling something yeah. painful out of his ass <laughs> off page. I took a screen cap of this image because those top two panels, what is happening? Oh, yeah. Is, oh, right. There, there's top two, it's two panels where... So it's, it's from two, issue two. It's from issue or two. Two or three. It's two panels. It's three. Uh, this is from issue three. three. Yeah. And at the top of the page, it's from two different perspectives, but Rob Liefeld has drawn Shatterstar wow. Star Sword going into... The next panel, which is overlapping with John Spector's sword, he does but, that a couple of times. But they're yeah. like, which I get, I get, is like an artistic thing. But like, why are they clashing? And yeah. they're also standing so far away because then, because then immediately yeah. after that they have to run at each other. They do the Ninja Guy Den opening thing yeah. where they're running at each other. <laughs> oh, also, like Field. Also, guys, where it's here where Shatterstar's sword is stabbing Cannonball, but it's not really. It's just yeah. a different panel. Yeah. 
you can't do that stuff if it distracts from the story. Like, you can do that kind of stuff, but you have to make yeah. sure that it doesn't make the page confusing. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the thing that I also want to know is, these. this is a team. Does this feel like a team comic? No, no. it doesn't. Because in issue three, Shatterstar is fighting uh, John Spector. Warpath... Cannonball, Sunspot, Domino, and Cable are all just standing around. Yeah, yeah. Or like Cable is finding Cannonball, but what is Warpath doing? He's yeah. doing nothing. And then like Push later, ups. yeah, like <laughs> and like later on when Deadpool is fighting, like they have these big battles, but there are just characters just not being used that have to be just watching what's on the happening. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 literally in the room, not doing anything. Yeah, like, and that's and, and again, I think guys, it's like it's, like it's that sort of toy that 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 toy thing where you're yeah. like, oh, okay, we're just going to leave these over here on the chair oh, for wow. a bit. Yeah. And that's now a, we're going to play really with good, Yeah, that's a really good uh, analogy. It really is just someone who's just too many toys to play with, and it's too. Yeah, and it's just it's just like ADD uh, focus yeah. on on just whatever yeah, yeah. the next thing is. Yeah, that's that's really Which is actually very really similar, to like how I played with action figures when I was. Eight, you know, like, yeah. It was very I had, much just not want to move on to this. I had ongoing you had story ongoing lines, story lines. <sighs> Yeah, I had character relationships. I had arcs. Man, I would, I would just play with two characters, and at some point, I would join a third character in, like, yeah, for, yeah. you know, any just any reason, and then I would just move he on. He teleport lately. Lately, when this character teleports, this other character appears beside <laughs> <Yeah>. him. Sure. <laughs> this is also this is just as as, a, as an issue of like dialogue again. This is when the scorn is talking to um, Pass Cable. And says, uh, you only fear that which you do not understand, as they would fear you if they knew the truth. Those clauses have nothing to do with each other. Those are <laughs> yeah. two, uh, they're diametrically opposed, and there's the, the, the word as, to connect those two clauses, is, is completely... Yeah. There, were, there were a bunch of times when I was reading where I was like, well, I can't, I don't know what that sentence was, so I'm just going to move on. Yeah. 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 There yeah. was a couple times I went back and I was like, that didn't help. Yep. It, it makes you have to reread it. It's like there's something, there's a thought in here that I'm right, just not exactly. understanding. Exactly. It takes you out of the so, storyline. Is this, like, I love... <clears throat> I had a headache after I finished this last night. I had a headache. So I read all six back to back. Not uh. recommended. Um, but I still like, I love bad things. And I wonder, like, is it still possible to love a thing this bad? Like, does this cycle back around to just being I, mean, I feel like my fun? Is, my associate, my counterpart to your feeling with this would be with for, for The Godfather 3, I, th- I think. Yeah. yeah. In, the, to this, in the sense that I love The Godfather movies 1 and 2 so much and I identify, I don't identify with the characters. I, being, a, being a mob boss's son, I... But being, I so love these characters. I've grown up with these characters. I, I, I adore the movies. I adore everything about them. And to see something really that you love done really badly I don't know if, if I can't enjoy, I can't love that in the way I love other yeah. bad things I, yeah. I, I, I feel it insulted I feel depressed yeah yeah, yeah. Totally. and I feel yeah, justified totally I feel justified yeah. did you I don't know if you knew this Brett <laughs> so you, I'm, I'm sure you guys noticed as you were reading issue 2 that a lot of the stuff with the Ascani Council happens in this sort of watercolor yeah yeah um, these pages were originally drawn in the early 90s when Rob Liefeld was going to do a cable miniseries but then left to to start Image. And his art didn't get any better over... 14 years? These were these were old pages. Because it looks the exact same. Yeah. These were uh, these these were old pages. He might have cleaned them up. He may have cleaned them up, but like but like this Oh the, yeah, that's like, ugly. Yeah, these were old these were old uh uh these were supposed to be what became that John Romita Jr. cable yeah. miniseries, Blood and Chrome, I yeah. think it was called. Or Blood, or Blood and Metal. Yeah, Blood and Metal. Metal. Yeah, you know, blood metal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was on. The, it was on. It was in the cards. He started drawing it, and then they went to do image again. He started doing something, and then saw a cooler toy, and, and, and went and played with it. Uh, 
Now that toy made him is that millions of dollars. But is yeah. there a lot of repurposing of art, like just putting pages in from previous? It, it does happen, and I don't think know. there's anything wrong with that. To be honest, I just uh, it, it was people were having a shit fit about it when it happened here, just because it's Liefeld doing it. Like everyone's like, oh my god, there there are people. The uh, uh, Brett's favorite artist, Greg Land. Uh, he's that. this guy. Fuck that asshole! Every woman he draws is from a porn. Literally, like, oh, he, yeah? like, yeah, he, he light boxes. They he all light have boxes like, mouth. like uh, chicks from like uh, uh, porn magazines and stuff like that. Oh, They're like, or like, or or chicks from Playboy. Like. Yeah, because uh, you've been reading Uncanny. Yeah, you. That's his art. That guy. Yeah, I don't think it's. I mean, I was reading Uncanny. I abandoned it. Oh, okay. Avengers vs. X because I couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. It didn't bother me as much as it bothers you. For some reason, again, because I don't do body shaming. Well, like, well, what's what's Shut frustrating? Anatomy is anatomy. Yeah, what's and what's frustrating about it is that they're not consistent either. Because he <laughs> yeah. will draw the same character <laughs> differently in the same book because he's clearly used a different reference. I'm going to tell these fictional characters <laughs> to be ashamed of <laughs> Domino doesn't have a rib cage. She should not feel ashamed of that. <laughs> we're going to start a we're going to start a five minute segment of every episode called uh, uh, Nicole. No shame corner. Yeah. She's gonna talk about characters that shouldn't feel uh, bad. Yeah. The thing about is, how okay, drawn. a character like White Queen, who in her character, it is in her character to wear skimpy clothing. Sure. Like, that is a part of her character, and it's a lot. So fine, she can dress scantily and be like. Big she's very alpha. She's very alpha, it and she's sense. the type of woman that wants to wear heels because she thinks she wants yeah. to look stunning all the time. But when you draw, fuck. Like I'm. Fuck. When you draw, when fuck. you draw, Tabitha Smith. And just get like make her, make her legs about eight feet long. Give her no waist, and make her shoulder like come up into like it's just bad art. It's not like yeah. she can she can bear her midriff. She can have big boobs. That's fine. I'm just pissed that the the anatomy is just so gross and creepy looking. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. If you're not making a comment I, on something. It's really it's weird to shaming? look at. <laughs> yeah, because like you look at someone like um, uh, like Humberto Ramos, who has a very stylized yeah. style, and you, you know, these big feet and stuff like that. And I think, uh, uh, you know, they, it's it. I, I think that there's more of a stylization there. He uh, when when Rob when Rob Liefeld tries to uh, draw, it looks like he's trying to draw things a little more realistic than. Than, than something like that that's yeah. that's more cartoony yeah. and uh, and it doesn't read like style it reads like lack of know how like it reads yeah. like he doesn't know I would say something guys but I don't do body shaming shaming hey here's a here's a question here's another <laughs> well here's another art question and this is a perspective question you guys what where is where on where does that barrel the barrel of the gun on the cover of issue one mm-hmm. where is that barrel is it because it looks to me, this gun looks like it is longer In up his forearm. Which, by the way, oh my god, I just noticed this. He does not have a forearm. No. He does not have a forearm. No. Okay? So it's just a wrist into and a bicep. And and the gun barrel is longer backwards than yeah. it is forward. The opening of the barrel yeah. looks like it's right over his knuckles. Yeah. yeah I don't understand. Yeah. I don't either. It's like a magic eye. No, but I also don't understand what's wrong. What's guns? 
Th- this gun. That is yes. a gun. This gun. Mm-hmm. So the barrel of the gun is, it is right a magic over. Eye. Can you see it? Can you not? It's like a magic eye trick or mm-hmm. something. I think that he wanted to draw a gun that like came out and was super long. Yeah, like this part of it is supposed to be parallel with that. Like yeah. it's supposed to be there. But like and the, and the barrel of the gun should have been like out here or something. Like every oh. time he fires an energy, an it's energy, it's energy will release, oh, wait, wait. and it's just going to singe his hand. I just assumed it was a gun going up his arm. No, I don't think it's supposed to be that. Oh, yeah, like because the trigger, because the trigger and the handle were in the front. Of, I assumed it was some kind of arm gun. Yeah, well, he needs uh, an arm too, though. Yes, I think because there's no arm pretty. here. Because you can't. But I'm not going to body shame him for not having a forearm. Some people are born without elbows. Yeah, it's fine. Guys, do we have any parting thoughts about this? I think we've... Sh- shaming Rob Liefeld for his art is is also yeah, reprehensible. That's the, the, yeah, that's not... It's kind of, it's, it is, like, Rob Liefeld... The thing I want to make clear is that Rob Liefeld did give me all these characters that I love. And he has... He taps into something that is very primal for, I think, eight or nine-year-old boys. Or mm-hmm. eight or nine-year-olds. Um, it's like the same kind of way they're like, well, the prequels weren't made for you, they are made for little kids, because the original ones too, which is also, fuck you, the original trilogy were not made for children at all. Um, marketed to children. To yeah, but they, stuff. yeah, but they still are like structurally sound movies that are uh, digestible by adults, because I eat Star Wars. Um, so I feel like it is kind of like, this might just not be meant for us. But still, no, but should, no way, no way. You should be able to make a good thing. I don't think there's really any excuse for for just bad stories. Yeah, I'm it's just, just, saying, yeah, I'm just trying to like make myself feel better yeah. from just bashing on my yeah, yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets it a lot. Like, he like, gets it a lot. Taking life, taking the Liefeld, even if this isn't Liefeld doing this story, and it, it, even if this isn't Liefeld doing this story, it's still really sloppy. Oh, it's, it's still awful. poorly yeah, done. No, nobody benefits from lowering the bar just because you decided that your audience doesn't need it. Exactly. Yeah. It's like Avatar, oh, it, like Avatar: yeah. The Last Airbender, is amazing. That's a kids show. Like all kids shows should like put thought, put effort, make a good story. Yeah. It just it it felt like and again I I'm gonna I really I wanted to I wanted to try to like this I was like uh, I was like you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna try to find something positive to say about this and I didn't think like the first issue I was like okay that wasn't as bad as I thought it was gonna no, be it, they get they literally get worse and it just yeah, every it issue just starts worse. to fall yeah. apart like, issue no, by like, issue my grades yeah, like okay. issue number one I gave like a six point six and then it goes on like three point something then two point something then one point one point and then the issue six is a point five. Out of yeah. ten, like it like mathematically. So what was it, what what, what was scored? The, yeah, what, what, what was the point five? Yeah. yeah. An issue, Fabianese's dialogue at times. Okay. A lot of the time it is in like like we've mentioned, it's just insane. Sometimes I get a point five out of ten worth of joy of the insanity of his dialogue in issue six. Yeah. Just just from how awful it is, or are there there moments? No, like there's I don't even know what the moments are, but like in general, like I wouldn't give it a zero because I feel like the dialogue like. The dialogue at times is like, yeah, ah, th- that one reference is a funny thing yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, but everything else, everything else, that meltdown moment. Yeah. Well, you know what's ridiculous, too? Yeah, well, that, that all of issue six is frustrating because if the scorn is the big threat, then why do we spend more pages fighting everything but the scorn? Ooh, uh. Also, also, conveniently, the scorn can now absorb cosmic energy just because <laughs> the Yay. thing and human torch are there. Oh, uh, I will say my favorite panel of the entire... An entire series was this one like throwaway panel when Cable is like thrown by the scorn into a car, 
And as he gets up, you just see in the background, he gets up out of the car's windshield, there's the driver of the car. <laughs> what? Yeah, why is he facing that way? <laughs> who seems to be, who seems to, to drive a car, yeah, through, like, oh, he's facing sideways. Do you think they were banging? Like, they yeah. were banging so during the, he was, like, yeah, like, 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 but his head, but he was lying street. with his head into the door. No, I think he was having sex. I yeah, think they were having a two-hour marathon sex. I session. have to figure yeah. out a way to put all these images in like a PDF and put them on the site for you to download and look at while you listen to this. Without violating it's, it's numerous necessary. copyright laws. <laughs> yeah, 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 as we yeah. say with the lawyer yeah. in the room. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well maybe I won't do that. Oh God! Oh, so I will report you. This I'm is duty my favorite bound. part, yeah. though. What, without a paddle ad? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Without, without a paddle 2004. You know, there was a Paris yeah. Hilton reference at one point in there. That oh! Like that. <laughs> yeah, oh, that an hour, so 11 right. minutes. An hour, 11 <laughs> minutes. What do you guys say about Paris Hilton? No, it was just like, I'm sorry, but I feel like the conversation about Paris Hilton has never been that Paris Hilton is like... Attractive? A, not even that, that she's not attractive, yeah. but it's never like, she's not like your shorthand for like a, a woman that you take seriously as a person that you would have feelings about. Yeah. Either desirous yeah. or otherwise. Like, so for you some, don't have like a Paris Hilton So for, what's it, was it Flash? No, the Flash, uh, the Torch, human, what's the guy? Yeah. Human, human Torch. torch. Yeah. Fireman? Like, fire, fireman? Yeah. yeah, Fireman. Fireman. <clears throat> to be like, uh, oh man, looks like your wishes come true. Can you wish me Paris Hilton? It's just like, that's not what you meant. <laughs> yeah. That's, you're not thinking of Paris Hilton. You think yeah. of someone else. Yeah. 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 So, so like, I feel like a thing is to be like, yeah, I don't, you don't need to wish that. I jokey, it also felt like, yeah, do you know which one Paris Hilton is? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put a. I mean, not to like get all like Paris Hilton shaming, but, great, but there's, there's like a. Oh, <laughs> but it needs to be said. Yeah. There's like another half issue of the thing. Just be like Paris Hilton. Like, yeah, you know, like, really? Just like fighting out. That he, yeah, I, I want. I think a she's six, attractive. I, yeah. I don't know. I just. I want a six issue miniseries of all the characters that aren't on panel at the time justifying just what they're watching. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like with like yeah. the fights going on, like yeah, like <laughs> meltdown being like, hey, should we get in on this? Warpath? <laughs> I mean, no, like, this is a really nice tree. I don't ever get to, I don't get to come to Kentucky that often. Like, we should just, like, chillax. So, <laughs> I feel like they scorn being like, you're, you're not thinking of Paris Hill, you're thinking of someone else. <laughs> yeah, it's like that grinds the entire basketball. Yeah. Yeah. Like, done. Like, okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna eat that guy. You're not a mutant, right? Okay, <laughs> yeah. your taste is awful. I mean, you might like Nicole Richie, maybe. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah, yeah. understand. Yeah. 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 Well, th- I'm so glad that you came put up with this. Uh, <laughs> we normally like, never do comics. I'll that tell we you, I will. I, I probably this, this has certainly not changed my mind about comics. I don't think I'm going to get into comic books yeah. uh, again, we, after this. We'll have you on again with an actual good thing. And May, yeah, maybe that, yeah, that would be because as bad as this is, comics can be ten times as better. Yeah. We're like, how bad this is? Ten times as better. Ten times as better. This. Ten times as better. Ten times better than this. Ten times as better as a bad, still a better, or is it Hold just on. a more bad? As bad as this is, that's how good comics are. Yeah. How good they but can then be. that you multiply by ten times. Okay. So oh, this so is, this is not even. A, oh, I is, see. I see what you mean. This okay. badness <clears throat> is as t- a tenth as good as good comics goodness. No, it's ten That's... times as good as good comics goodness. What? <laughs> hey, good yes. comics. Good comics can be yes. ten times gooder, gooder than, than this the badness. Bad. But yeah. which I said by saying this yeah. badness is as tenth. Of the goodness of I like comics. comics even less. I like even less. Dialogue alone. Shubin, plug away. What do you got going on? Uh, let everybody know what you're doing, where you're going to be, uh, uh, what you're working on. Watch The Daily Show, uh, Mondays through Thursdays at 11 p.m. It really p. needs your help. Uh, we'd love to yeah. get some more sponsors, <laughs> some more support. Um, 
Uh, it's, a, it's a little show that could. It's a little mean, show. You know, hopefully, being a Matt and Brett love comics will really help. It's yeah, yeah. I'm just hope, I'm hoping. I'm hoping yeah. we could we could always use more sponsors in that uh, New York City comedy community because I don't really think they know about the Daily Show yet, but they know about our, our podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll tell people. Don't worry. Yeah. We'll tell. Thank people. you. Just get the word out. We'll tweet. Um, I'm uh, I'm every uh, Friday. I'm on. I'm at the UCB uh, East Theater, the Beast, uh, at 7:30 for what I did for Love, which is an improv show where we interview people for. Uh, the craziest thing they've ever done or had done to them for love, and then do an improv set. Uh, every last Monday of every month, I'm, I'm in a sketch show at the UCB in Chelsea. Uh, that's the Charlemagne that we talked about earlier. Uh, you know, uh, follow that up. If you can follow my Twitter feed, if you like one tweet every month or so. Yeah, uh, good one. It's a good, uh, yeah, it's just a, it's a nice, uh, I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to yeah. clutter up your feed. You probably won't even remember that you followed me. Yeah, so that's, yeah uh, that's good. That's something. And what's your and what's your Twitter handle? It's just Jubin Parang. It's also completely unimaginative, uh, yeah. like many of my tweets. You are the only Jubin Parang in existence, as far as you know, right? As far as, no, I know that I'm the only Jubin Parang in existence. He's yeah. killed the other. Yeah. He's eliminated <laughs> all the other ones from alternate realities. Any other yeah. Jubin Parang? He has the strife armor at yeah. home with uh, the giant cod Richards. <laughs> uh, Nicole, what you got a plug? Uh, I've been guesting on this podcast called Matt and Brett Love Comics. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, it comes out, you know, pretty regularly. Yep. So yeah. keep an eye out for that. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Uh, oh, oh, where's the where's the notes? Where are the notes that Bing gave us? Oh, uh, number one. Should I just read? Should I just yep. <laughs> yes. read yes. this? Yep. Regard. Okay, this is our producer Ben Regim, who puts who does everything we don't know how to do. Who graciously sent us an email because we end up rambling at the end of all of our podcasts. <laughs> yeah. So here's what he said to us. This is regarding the outro. You should hit four things: book discussion episodes, thank the guest and plugged our Twitter, etc. We just did that. Book intro episodes, uh, that doesn't apply to this. Uh, number two, do us a favor and rate this podcast on iTunes. Actually, yeah. Um, if you guys if you guys get a chance, please head over to iTunes, uh, give us a rating, leave a review. You, you may not realize it, but uh, the more podcasts that you produce and stuff like that, the more you realize people actually do pay attention to that. Yeah. Uh, and if and if you like what we're doing, you know we would really appreciate it. That is the best way that you could help us, uh, uh, you know, reach more people, and we would appreciate that so much. Yeah. Number three, keep in touch. Go to mattandbrettlovecomics.com and click the like button, and you will see updates from us in your Facebook newsfeed, but not too intrusive. Only a couple a week, maybe, much like Jubin's Twitter. Yeah. Uh, and if you've got something to say, write a comment on the show notes. Yeah. Us at Twitter at Brett White and at the Matt Little. Yes, and and we're gonna we're gonna start we're gonna start beefing up the the Facebook page and stuff more. We've been talking with Ben about uh, about different ways that we can uh, that we can still talk about what's going on in comics right now without being a news show. And yeah. I think we can do that on the Facebook and page. And, uh, and uh, yeah, so yeah. we'll see. We'll see. Keep an eye out for all that stuff. Uh, we're really excited. Brett, uh, Brett, what else you got going on? That's I mean all the stuff I normally talk about. I think. Uh, number four. Go out with a bang. Go out with a bang. Matt's going to shoot us all. Yeah. Did we just go out with a bang? Exactly. No. We literally we did the opposite of that. We did the opposite. opposite. Guys, we thanks so much. A, this this whole silence. Guys, thanks so much for listening to the show. Uh, I apologize. <laughs> I'm going to do that again because I clapped. Guys, thanks so much again for listening to the show. Uh, I'd like to thank Jubin for being on. Um, Jubin, thank thanks so me. much. Very yeah, fun. We had, a, we had a great time with you, Nicole, as always. Uh, you are a treasure. <laughs> uh, for uh, for my co-host Brett. Yeah, thanks, and Matt. And uh, and we'll see you again next week with uh, with another. We're going to be chatting again next week. We'll reveal our next pick for uh, for the book club. And in the meantime, I guess we'll see you on Facebook, Twitter, whatever it is. Um, whatever you do this week, make it good. Make it make it ten it. times better. 
then this was... Then a tenth is bad. Then a tenth as bad as this was gooder. Yeah. 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 We'll see you next week on Matt and Brett Love Comics. Bye!